Welcome to Unsuitable on Ray Radio, the award-winning financial services and business advisory podcast that challenges your old-school business practices and the traditional business suit culture. Our guests are industry professionals and experts who will challenge you to think beyond the suit and tie while offering you meaningful modern solutions to help enhance your company's growth. I'm your host, Dave Kane. On the matter of customer services, businesses can no longer afford to be anything but attentive, accommodating, and polite. After all, in today's climate, one wrong move from someone on your front lines may be all it takes to get your company to go viral. And just so we're clear, there actually is such a thing as bad publicity. So with all that's at stake, what are you doing to improve the quality of your own customer service practices? When was the last time you actually sat down to examine your processes to determine if they are still relevant or whether they even make sense? That's where our guest comes in for today's program. Chris Liebtag, president of Ray Consulting Group, is here to tell us a few simple adjustments that can yield incredible results with regard to your existing customer service processes. As a lean Six Sigma black belt, a lean gold practitioner, and a certified project management professional, Chris has helped businesses nationwide achieve greater efficiency and effectiveness. And today, just in time for Customer Service Week, Chris is going to explain how many of the concepts that he teaches every day can be used to improve your customer service initiatives. Welcome to Unsuitable, Chris. Thank you, Dave. Glad to be back. Quite a list of accomplishments there. Uh, black belt, gold practitioner. Wow, you've been uh, hard at work. Been busy, yes. Uh, so, but all good things. And it helps me bring a pretty neat perspective to, uh, to business. And, you know, certainly I want to kind of reemphasize some of the things we talked about in the opening that uh, you're providing these type of services uh, nationwide to CPA firms and manufacturing companies. There's and professional service firms. So you're, you're, you're practicing all day long. Yeah, so some of these concepts that we'll no doubt get into a little bit more detail with are applicable to almost every walk of life business. So it's not one industry, it's not one profession, but companies you know, throughout the country and, and throughout a diverse number of, of industries can take advantage of them. You know, I noticed too in your bio that I took a look at before we, you came in the room is that when you're not traveling around the country, you're attending recitals and rehearsals. I am. So yeah, I have a, a little little girl who's uh, fond of, of microphones in her own right. So she uh, she does some some singing with some some traveling uh, choirs, if you will, and the dance circuit, et cetera. So yeah, it's it's a busy world. She get that singing voice from you, or you're? No, actually, uh, my wife is the singer. She the singer. Uh, you're the dancer. Yeah, <laughs> clearly, yeah. And you do the moonwalk. I'll be tap dancing for the next tap twenty dancing. minutes. So, okay. Uh, I don't know. We do tap dancing on unsuitable <laughs> moonwalk. Yes, tap dance. No. Unfortunately, it's a podcast. Or salsa. Too many of us do... be watching. Yes. Yeah. So you know, let's let's talk about uh, customer service. Obviously, this is a uh, celebration of customer service week. And I think the idea behind that is just bring uh, attention to the folks on the front line that that do help uh, out with customer service and, and client activities. And I think it's a shout out to 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 their uh, duties. Uh, so, um, you know, let's kind of start there. Customer service. Uh, as you go out and you talk uh, uh, with your clients, where do you start? Do you take an assessment of what their customer service policies are? Or do you just blindly call them and try to figure it out on your own? Well, it's a, it's a really interesting place to start. So if we're talking about efficiency and we're, and we're talking about improving the ways we're delivering services, it all comes back to our clients. 
So it starts and ends with with customers and clients. So starting there, surveying customers, finding out what they need is vitally important. If we're going to make any changes internally, they have to benefit the client in one way, shape, or form, or certainly not detract from the client or customer experience. So that is every bit the place we need to start. And that does involve sometimes going out directly uh, to our clients, customers, and surveying them or interacting with them in some regard, interviews, et cetera. There's a variety of techniques to understand what it is that's really driving their motivations and driving the overall customer experience. Once we understand those factors, and there's a few commonalities we can even talk about today, you use those to help drive the improvements of your process. Ultimately, any improvement initiative needs to result in a benefit a benefit to the company, a benefit to the workforce, and a benefit to the client, customer. And if you can do that, then obviously you're going to see the positive impact financially and to your earlier comments when you kick this podcast off virally, even as our customers are using uh, social media. You know, I think in today's environment, you make a mistake in business and sometimes it's going to be tough to recover from that because of it may go viral, the social media. It's hard to recover. It is. So response becomes incredibly important. We see that time and time again, how it's not so much the first mistake, although the first mistake can be very damaging. It's how you respond uh, to that mistake and, and what that message sends to your customers. That's what then takes over that, that viral social, social media uh, sphere. It's one thing to have a bad experience. We all do from time to time. Um, but it's how that company uh, responds. And that speaks to, again, your your internal processes. Do you have the capacity to respond in, in the right way? Or do you at least have your procedures set up in such a way so that you can respond meaningfully and respond appropriately uh, to that particular bad uh, incident or negative um, interaction? You know, that leads into the next question is a you know, comment I've heard you say, uh, uh, over a cup of coffee once or twice, but today's customer service paradigm equals immediacy. And I think you just hit on that. It, you know, it's how, how you react. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that a little bit. There's, there are a few common drivers of the customer experience, and that's been tried and true for, for generations. So it's not that they're changing. You can bring your product or service to market uh, quickly. You can do it affordably, and the quality needs to be there. Uh, fortunately, by and large, in, in today's um, environment, Quality's pretty high um, in terms of um, a deliverable, a commodity deliverable, or a service. And we have different organizations that rate quality accordingly. Many companies are finding it more difficult to compete there um, on the quality level, although still many do. Uh, the other aspect of customer experience uh, that I mentioned is affordability and price. So yes, you can compete on those things, but competition in the marketplace has driven a lot of, of fees and, and prices down and they're on a level playing field in a lot of industries. So it's been that third aspect though, that you mentioned immediacy, speed to market, speed to delivery of service, where we see so much of the competition focused on. And this is in, in a variety of different industries and professions. But if we just take a look at what's uh, what's happening in the in, in the service market or like a retail market's a prime example. The the retail model is, is being transformed by the day as you've had these your your box store enterprises where we would go out and we travel into these stores and purchase something to the model being remade, not overnight for sure, but it's certainly accelerated to where we're getting everything home delivered. And the customer is pricing that next day delivery or even same day 
delivery, in fact, or if I, if I eat at my favorite restaurant, I don't have to go out anymore. They'll subcontract through a delivery service and deliver what I need when I want it. And price so much isn't the option then. It's more about immediacy. It's more about can you deliver quickly? And the quicker you can deliver, the happier I'll be as a customer. And that is a self-perpetuating machine. So a lot of companies are focused on how can we bring that service or product to market fast? And they've honed in on that being the primary driver of the customer experience. By the way, that noise you hear, that's the drone dropping the pizza <laughs> uh, by the podcast. Uh, uh, you didn't know you were getting that. But... Well, you joke and I laugh, but that's, that's going to be a reality in, in just, you know, who knows how long's time, but not, not long for sure. Well, you know, you'd mentioned, and, and I want to follow up with the question, how would, you know, convenience uh, for the customer fit into the customer experience? Well, every bit. And so the, the interesting thing is efficiency is really driving this customer experience in order to deliver. And think about this logistically. In order to deliver next day or same day or via drone within an hour, you have to work your processes backwards to the point to where you can be that operationally efficient to produce on that sort of, sort of customer demand. Um, it's almost unfathomable. And it certainly would have been five, 10 years ago to suggest that we can reconstruct or reorder our internal processes to produce at that rate of speed. But that is what the customer is, in some cases, demanding, but really what they want and how they're defining their experiences. And you're seeing so many companies then look internally and say, okay, listen, we have to come to market today. We have to deliver today or tomorrow and use that goal to work their operations backwards, to say, what changes do we need to make internally to be able to produce to that level or that speed of demand? You sound like a consultant. <laughs> Occasionally. You I sound get, I get like you're in like charge of the Ray Consulting Group. <laughs> well, that's been the fun part. I mean, that's why we're able to talk to uh, companies of all stripes, because they're all wrestling with this very same issue. How do I do what I've done for years? And yet, how do I do it in such a way that it's going to speak to the, the customers that are purchasing from me today and purchasing from me tomorrow? You know, you talked about the efficient processes allow businesses to add value. You know, if we step back from that comment, um, you know, personally, I think about processes where, you know, we're making something, we're making furniture, we're making a widget. I don't know that I've thought so much about a process to handle customer service. I think that's a change in, in some of the business thinking and the strategy. And obviously, you're seeing that as you travel around the country, discussing and talking on this matter. Now, I do. And there's a couple of examples of that. I mean, you look in terms of your, your when you call in, obviously, that's a, a classic example of when a customer picks up the phone and dials into a company and then they're put on hold for a minute or two minutes, and it feels like a half an hour uh, at the rate that we're going uh, in this society. So that type of interaction is, is critical to the customer experience. How long do we keep them waiting when they reach out to us to interact with us, when they go onto our websites and they click and they click and they want a response and they don't see it? Um, unfortunately, we're now being conditioned to expect almost an immediate uh, type of response. And something you had said earlier, I, I want to get back to if we, if we don't have the, the time right now to talk about it, is those frontline individuals in our companies. They are providing the customer service. That's that customer's first interaction point. So much of what we're doing is focusing on how can we reduce the friction of that interaction. So when the customer contacts us, it's every bit the experience they want. 
And then that moves them to the next experience and to the next experience. So what can we do on that front end to make sure that their response rate is not only quick, but the most, uh, the most appropriate and the most favorable to the ultimate goal that clients trying to reach in, in contacting us in the first place. So again, as you are consulting with your clients, do you start with the front line? Is that, is that maybe where you start to, to look to see what the systems are for customer service? Well, it's interesting. Many uh, business owners will uh, come at this notion of efficiency a different way, right? So obviously, if I've been running my business for a number of years, I know my business pretty well. I know my processes pretty well, and I can determine, well, I'm losing money in a couple of vital areas. And if I was more efficient, then I'd be more operationally profitable. So most businesses won't necessarily start with the customer experience, but they'll start internally, or at least Initially, that's what their viewpoint of an efficiency initiative will be. How can we do better internally for business profitability? And that's an every bit logical and rational place to start. Uh, however, uh, what we need to understand is, obviously, again, customers are driving all of the success of the business. And any change that we do also has to impact them as well. So they might not be the very first place we start, but they have to be part of the equation. They absolutely have to help us drive that efficient type of um, procedure or approach through the system. And one of the certifications you had rattled off there that I have is this, this lean certification. And lean is every bit focused on efficiency and effectiveness in terms of um, client experience. All changes are meant to drive value to the client from a lean perspective, to use that discipline. And so whether you want to look internally at, at a, a system from a manufacturer, you're, you're uh, manufacturing furniture is the example that you gave. Obviously, there is an end client or a client that has initially ordered that particular uh, piece of furniture. And so much of what you do internally might not involve that client. But everything you do internally to become more efficient, to become more effective is going to positively impact that client or what's more give you the capacity of time, that precious resource for then you to determine to spend more time adding value to that product or service or creating additional service or enhancing the client experience another way. You know, what you're talking about, this sounds like a concept in training that only fits with large companies, large industries like uh, airlines or the cable companies. Is that who you're working with, who you're talking to? Are you talking to you know, the $2 million firm or company, the $5 million company, the, the smaller stores and companies? Well, obviously, economies of scale. So large companies have a lot of opportunity uh, to make Some improvements. Some of them fail miserably. And they do. Um, uh, fortunately, no, when we're talking about the customer experience and when we're talking about servicing customers, that's companies of all sizes, all shapes, all industries and professions. So if you are serving a client or a customer in one way, shape, or form, then you can benefit from some of these strategies. Um, obviously, the zeros might not add up quite the same way that they would for a multi-billion dollar uh, company, but all the same, as a small enterprise, one of the only advantages you have is your nimbleness, your quickness, your responsiveness to your market. So these, you know, an efficiency initiative or these strategies would every bit have applicability to even a startup for that matter. You can start it on the right foot. Yeah, absolutely. 
So I want to go back to, you talked uh, earlier about capacity, and capacity of time allows for innovation and responsiveness. And that's certainly, I, I, I didn't give that much thought at first when I heard that, but that's a large part of the customer service and customer service training. Well, and this is one of these these missing links, I, I believe. So there's been so much focus on on innovation, and that's been quite a buzzword um, in a number of different circles the last couple of years. And I'll be talking to business owners, and we'll, we'll be discussing innovation. And many are struggling with, well, just how how we transform what we're doing today into what we need to be doing tomorrow, and really truly wrestling with that. And oftentimes it's because the business requires so much time and attention that there's so very little time for anything else. Now, if you can become more efficient, obviously the, the byproduct is this capacity of time. And you can spend that time then stepping back and working on your business and innovating. And it involves the customer to the extent, especially the, the frontline employees. So many of our business owners feel as if they're shouldering the whole burden of the business on their, on their own, and to some extent they are. But to whatever extent you can involve your employees, especially those that are on a front line interacting with your clients and your customers, those are the ones that can give you the ideas to inspire innovation and to really trigger how we're going to serve the marketplace differently uh, for years to come. I listened to you talk. This sounds like a, a form of business strategy that business owners need to, to think about because this is training of employees. This is ongoing training, not once a year, Friday afternoon, but it's an ongoing approach. And you have to put dollars in the budget because this type of training is ongoing and it's not inexpensive. Well, no, you're, you're correct. But also, I mean, if we're talking about growing the business and creating a, a legacy business of any sort, it's going to take that time of, of or that commitment of time and capital to be sure. Uh, and you want to train your front line in an appropriate manner so that the client does have the type of experience that you're trying to deliver for them. So I think it's money very well spent. Uh, not to say that every business has that, but you do have to commit dollars to training on a certain level and it might as well be to delivering greater value to the client experience. You know, we can't leave this topic without talking about corporate culture because I got to believe this whole concept and idea is a cornerstone of, of a company's culture. It is. Um, again, it speaks to, well, wh who are you trying to benefit here? And if you're working on your internal processes, if you're embracing some sort of an efficiency initiative, it's not for efficiency's sake. Efficiency is not an end to itself. It is an end to means. And so are we trying to improve the bottom line of the business? Absolutely. Are we going to uh, conduct this exercise internally to make a better workplace experience? Absolutely, you should and can. And then again, the driver of it all, is the customer experience. And so when you're going to make improvements internally to your processes, you're going to try to benefit all three, the business, the workforce, the customer. If that's your starting point, I think you're in pretty good shape. What a great topic for customer service week. And throughout this week, uh, I think we all need, all the listeners here need to reach out and celebrate the importance of clients and the team that delivers the service. A lot of celebration needs to happen and recognition. I couldn't agree more. At the end, at the beginning, at the end, it's all about the customer. So we might as well start celebrating that. Let me ask a very difficult question. How would I get started on this great concept? I, I'm sitting here thinking, wow, if, where, do I, where do I start? Who do I call? What do I do? What's my starting point? Well, a little bit of research never hurts, right? So you can look up, uh, do some searches on efficiency initiatives and, and try to get your feet wet there. Um, but also in our consulting group, we're always at our client's beck and call. 
just for conversational purposes to help guide our, our business owners through the, the motions of where should we focus our time and attention? What makes the most sense for us in our business and in our industry? That's typically the best place to start the conversation and then see where it goes. Maybe there's a lot you can do internally because most of our business owners know their business better than anyone else does. So they'll know some of the trouble spots and where to focus. It's just up, up to us to help point the direction. Good point. Our guest today has been Chris Liebtag, the president of Ray Consulting Group. And Chris sometimes is located in Dublin, Ohio, when he's not traveling around the country. I just want to kind of uh, recap from my own notes um, some of the key points that we, we discussed today. Uh, customer service paradigm equals immediacy. Efficient processes allow businesses to add value. And the last one, capacity of time allows for innovation and responsiveness. You covered a lot of territory in a short period of time. Yeah, so do it for a good price. Do it right the first time, but by all means, do it quickly. And the quicker, the better. Delivery to market is a big, big deal in today's world. Good point. Thanks again for joining us on Unsuitable today, Chris. Listeners, don't forget to check out the Ray and Associates channel on YouTube to watch full episodes of this podcast and other great videos from Ray. You can also check out our website at raycpa.com podcast for additional articles and insight. And as always, don't forget to subscribe to Unsuitable on iTunes. Until next time, I'm Dave Kane, encouraging you to loosen up your tie and think outside the box.